Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. I'm Doug, also known as Diggly Bully, and I'm Team Pokemon Snap. And I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team whatever they announce uh, the day this episode releases. Beautiful. I can't wait for it to be like limited edition Pokemon bedsheets. And you know what? I will still be Team That. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless they're Pikachu themed, in which case... Uh, I just bit myself. Uh, Fair we'll enough. Happens. Fair enough. Yeah. To listen to the show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. And we don't typically ask this, but Doug's driving. So uh, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts especially, because then other people can find us more easily. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. What's up, dude? I'm just thinking, like, I really should put that, write that down that uh, for every episode. <laughs> like, that's actually, a, that's actually a smart thing, you know? Yeah, give us reviews. Um, I actually saw we got a review on iTunes from a very special friend of ours. Oh, well, I, I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to call it out, and I'm going to read it. I don't know when it happened, uh, and I uh, was it recently? don't even care, because... Yeah. We're going to do it anyway. All right. So, oh, you know what? We have two. We've had one review for a really long time. I just don't know if we've ever acknowledged our reviews. So you want me to read them both? Yeah, go for it. Cool. So the first one, it's from from a couple of years ago. That's okay. Um, We never really talked about reviews. So, you know, this is is new. So, uh, all right. This is five stars and it is simply entitled, eh? It's a podcast about Pokemon. If you like the franchise, check this out. It's hosted by two friends of mine, and it's fun getting to hear them talk about another franchise they are so passionate about. So go ahead. Give uh, give this a listen. And that's from Snarky Sean. Thanks, Sean. Hmm. Thank you. And then the more recent one um, is from some stranger um, who I definitely don't also podcast with. Um, Mr. Dare Bear. Um, and I can't see the full title, unfortunately. So it is talking about Pokemon. Dot, dot, dot. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, this is another five-star review. So thank you for that. And he says, the fun of Victory Road is that these guys touch pretty much any sphere of the Pokemon world they want, however they want, which means there's no telling what they might be diving into with each episode. It's super laid back, has tons of great guests, and it's even informative for those of us who aren't all that Poke knowledgeable. Which is great, because I think that's kind of what we aim for, is to yeah. to not take ourselves so seriously that we are limited by what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that we've done, you know, I, I did a, a roundtable one time, and we've done um, little bits of, of, I guess, dare I say, interview type stuff, um, where we've described what we do. Um, and I think we've always sort of sort of mentioned, like, 
we want there to be room for us to do whatever we want whenever we feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I think we I think we hit that uh, nail on the head. So thank you. I'm glad that that comes through. Cool. Well, we are we are actually talking about um, man. This is week three in a row of all sorts of relevant stuff. So, yeah. uh, and this is not the last. We have another one coming next week. So, mm-hmm. uh, this this episode in particular is specifically about the Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield expansion DLC Part One: Colon Isle of Armor. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There is some news though because. We got a Pokemon Presents uh, presentation, which is essentially a Pokemon Direct. I don't really know why they changed the name of it, but um, there were some doozies of announcements in there um, that we've already referenced. So um, I guess uh, before we do that, do we have things we've been doing in the world of Pokemon we want to mention, or is it pretty much just Isle of Armor at this point? Uh, Isle of Armor, and uh, it hasn't happened yet, Mm -hmm. but I am expecting a package today of this recording of the Mega Constructs Greninja versus Electabuzz set. Ooh. And Sorry uh, to you go, Greninja. <laughs> <laughs> Team Electabuzz. Yeah. Wow. And uh, also a uh, Loudred set. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. JK, I take it back. Team Loudred. Yeah. The Loudred's <laughs> from the uh, Detective Pikachu set. And it's along with Mr. Mime and Lickitung. Like, they're actually pretty cheap sets. Like, you can actually get, like, a Mr. Mime for, like, three bucks if you look hard enough. Yeah, the Detective Pikachu stuff is pretty much all on clearance uh, whenever yeah. I see it. Yeah, so um, I still need, like, a Tongue and Loudred. So Loudred's coming today. I've managed to get it for, like, six bucks off of Amazon, so I wasn't yeah. going to say no to that. Yeah, um, which honestly makes sense because that's movie merchandise. I feel like the way I said that made it seem like it was uh, like yeah. either not doing well or didn't deserve mm-hmm. to be on clearance. But like that movie came out two years ago or so. So it's fine. <laughs> Wait, did it last year? Uh, I don't know. What is time, Kyle? What is the what year is it? 2025? I don't know. Uh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> so I got that um, later this week. I got my Dragonite versus Togetic set coming in. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's an interesting... These matchups are so interesting. They're all, like, pretty straightforward. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Uh, I like the fact that they're actually, you know, like... I I really just wanted for the Dragonite, but having Togetic's kind of cool, too. For sure. For sure. And then uh, eventually... Because I already placed my pre-order for the Tyranitar set, so I'm still waiting on that. Nice. Is there somebody matched with Tyranitar, or is that one its own dedicated set? No, it's just Tyranitar, but he... Uh, but I like those better because then the detail and sometimes, you know, like it, you know, you just get like a better set with that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Fun to, although Venusaur came out amazing and oh. that came with Beedrill, so. Oh. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that Venusaur. I almost went back in time to the year 1995 or mm-hmm. I guess nine uh, when I didn't know how to say any Pokemon names and just almost said Venusaur for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I distinctly remember um, sitting at a lunch table in our cafeteria in Andrews mm-hmm. Hall underneath the church, which is where we all ate lunch in school. Um, and I remember exactly where we were sitting in relation to everything else and and having a discussion specifically with certain people uh, who I won't call out because it's not relevant. But I remember <laughs> specifically who at that table was like, 
it's Venusaur and other people who were like, it's Venusaur, like even after the episodes had already come out. So like there was sort of a definitive resource. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, it was so funny. It's, it's weird. The types of like memories that are just like ingrained in your brain. And for some reason, mm-hmm. that's one of them, how to pronounce Venusaur. <laughs> Honestly, I never had anything like that. The closest thing I had to that was the big debate of what the lyrics were for the blue song for the blue song. Yeah, I'm blue, Daba D. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's around the same era. That makes sense. Yeah, there were so many arguments about what it was. <laughs> I uh well I owned that CD and uh and I think there was a lyric book, so I felt pretty pretty much an expert <laughs> on all of the Eiffel 65 lyrics. <laughs> nice. Not nah, we yeah. never had the CD, so <laughs> everyone was just arguing. It's like, no, it's I'm green. If I was green, I would die. I'm like, yeah. No. No, it's just nonsense, everyone. Don't worry about it's- it. Exactly. Fun, so, weird nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but speaking of going back in time to 1995, uh, I did actually just buy, and you already know about this, but um, I just bought a card off of eBay from like this card set that used to exist back in the day that I had no idea even existed. Yeah, when you sent me a picture of it, it didn't register at all. I had no idea what these were. Yeah. Um, so I followed this Twitter account. Um, he basically, actually, I gotta find him now. So this way I can at least, uh, you know, mention him, but he <laughs> posts like all these, like back in the day, like these are like behind the scenes stuff. Like, Oh, Dr. Used. Lava. Yes. Dr. Lava. Yeah. His account is fantastic. It really is. So he posted a thing about, um, let's see here. There, these, uh, cards were back in, uh, Japan. And they're called Topson Pokemon cards. They had a, the first 150, and it's all Ken Sugimori art, which is the best right there. Like, like OG Sugimori art, like exactly. straight up watercolor art. It's awesome. Yeah. And so like, I think there's like five or six that are actually holographic. And what was interesting about his post was the fact that despite the fact that you can pretty much get the entire set for at least like 350 bucks if you really wanted it. Mm-hmm. Well, without the holographics, just the non-hollow cards, you can sure. get 150 for 350. Which I was like, not bad, really, when you think about it. But there's no Bulbapedia page for these cards. <laughs> oh, that's so bizarre. Yeah, so he's like, let's try and get what we can and get them scanned. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So I went to go just check them out, and you know, for you know, laughs, I just looked up Magnemite, and I found someone was selling it for like six bucks and i'm like oh wow and purchase so yeah why not yeah i was like oh this is awesome add it to my magnemite collection yeah your magnemite shrine Mm -hmm. it's okay we know yeah (laughs) there's a reason why my child will be sleeping in our bedroom and i was gonna say the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i just didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to be the one to make the joke (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, great minds think alike. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's exciting. Do you know when when ish that's supposed to be be coming in? Uh, I do not. Just because of uh, everything that's been going on, I know shipping from international oh, yeah. countries takes a while. I'm oh, still waiting yeah. on a mask I bought like almost a month ago from Etsy. Yep. Yep. It's a yeah. Squirtle mask. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it's like just got like a it's like Squirtle's face printed on a blue mask, which is kind of cute. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was coming all the way from a different country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been in it's been in Chicago since like last Friday. Oh, weird. Yeah, so it's been like over a week now, and it hasn't moved from Chicago. And I'm like, that doesn't why? make sense. Yeah, yeah. no, hmm. it doesn't. That's a bummer. But yeah, I'm, there's there like uh, there's something I'm waiting on too. That's not Pokemon related. It's totally unrelated to anything. But yeah, it's mm. been delayed as well. Where I'm like, ugh, come on, I get it, but come on. You'll have yeah. to let me know how that mask is because I've been uh, looking for fun masks because I'm I'm very 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 pro mask. Wear mm-hmm. your masks, people. Oh, same here. Uh, it's it's science, and it is uh, it's caring. It shows you care. <laughs> Honestly, like I've I've joked about this, but I might actually be serious too. That once all this dies down, and you know, they say, "Oh, you don't have to wear a mask anymore." I might keep wearing a mask. I'm going to be totally honest. My hope is that one thing that comes out of the COVID nineteen pandemic is that. Mm-hmm. The United States and other Western countries that typically don't embrace the idea of wearing a mask when you are sick will begin to do that because that's what other countries have been doing for a long time because they're more community minded. And the idea behind masks, if you didn't know, um, is that you are preventing yourself from transmitting something um, Mm -hmm. to other people. So the idea would be that even after this pandemic is done, when you are sick and in public, even if you just have a cold or the flu or something, well, one, if you have the flu, don't go outside, but um, just anything that you would wear a mask when you're outside and people shouldn't be as weird about it now, I would hope in the United States, now that everybody's kind of done it. Um, So that's my, that's my, that's my mask, mask talk. But um, I've, I've been looking for, for cool ones because what I've been doing is I've been using survivor buffs which work fine, um, mm-hmm. but they wrap around your whole dang head. Um, and, That's what I've been uh, using, too. Yeah, and ironically... buffs, but similar. Yeah, something like that. Uh, just like face, like a like a standard sort of uh, like running face cover or camping face cover. That, that's all. That's all. Survivor buff is. It's a it's a camping mask basically. Um, but uh, the problem with those, ironically. Uh, is that when it gets really hot and humid outside, those are super uncomfortable to wear around your whole head. Yeah. <laughs> um, effective, but uncomfortable. And a mask would be just as yeah. effective. So I ordered one that's not, it wasn't really nerdy, uh, but I just thought it was cool. It was. It's like a panda face. So I will nice. be able to walk around with a panda mouth. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been trying to find some like fun, fun ones too. So uh yeah i figured i would get one that was for like a good cause first and then i'll find some fun ones the one i got is for like animal preservation and stuff nice see i just figured you know i'll just go off of etsy to figure you know help support all the small time business oh yeah for sure well i'll be eager to hear how it fits and how like how comfortable it is and stuff because maybe i'll get one i really wasn't sure like what size to get so i went with like their biggest size just because yeah i have i have a big enough head i figure it'll fit me I probably would too, because I have a big head and I have a beard, and I feel like uh, yeah. that's probably good to accommodate. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have Pokemon masks, show us. Yes. <laughs> Tweet at us your picture of your Pokemon mask. I saw Shuki. She had like this. Um, uh, she had gotten it as like a, a uh, an extra gift, I guess, from ordering on the Pokemon Center store. It's basically a survivor buff, but it is Pokemon. And I was nice. like that. 
is a product that I think was explicitly made for me. I mean, also her, cause I think she watches forever too, but um, <laughs> I was like, I need that. And, and, and she told me like, I got it because I spent $50 on Pokemon.com. And I was like, ready and more than willing to go onto Pokemon Center and buy $50 worth of literally anything so that I could get that buff. And when I went on, they had already all been given away. And I was so devastated. But I've been checking like every other day to see if I can find one aftermarket. (laughs) I just haven't come across it yet, which Mm. is a bummer. (laughs) It's only like a $5 value. I can't wait to spend like $25 on it (laughs) on eBay or something. Had I known about this, I would have been like, oh, sweet. Let me just buy all the sitting cuties I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until until I had saw her picture. But uh, uh, I'll I'll find it. I have to. I mean, I literally promised that we would match. So I got to get it now. (laughs) Well, can't go back on a promise. I know it's on Twitter. Everyone can see that I promised. So and now it's on here. Now it's on here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anything else in the world of Pokemon you've been doing? Uh, no, but I'm sure as soon as I, uh, as soon as we sign off, I'll remember it. Yeah, there's always something. I mean, mine, mine, aside from the Isle of Armor, of course, is just, Mm -hmm. uh, something that I think technically I could have talked about last time, but we were, we were very one track last time. Mm -hmm. We had a lot to get through. Um, but I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but I, I have, have been picking back up on the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I watched the fourth movie. And I joked about this on Twitter, but also it's, I feel like it's on screen there. I know it's not what they're doing, so you don't you don't need to convince me of what they were trying to do. I know what they were trying to do. But if you've watched the fourth movie, the one with Celebi, I'm just saying that is like almost as literally as could be the story of Ash Ketchum falling in love with a time-displaced Samuel <laughs> Oak. It's all right. I mean, it's hilarious because even before I knew it was Sam Oak, I was like, dang, these two are like way like into each mm-hmm. other. Um, and I know they're like 10 year like 10 years old. So what they're trying to do is just like depict a really intense friendship, which is fine. And that's good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it would be hard to walk away from that movie, especially now that I've said it and put it in all of your brains to watch that movie oh. and not see exactly what uh, I'm talking about. It is bad. Whoa, whoa. Since I've seen... <laughs> sorry, I yawned like as I was talking. <laughs> but it has been a while since I've actually seen that movie. Yeah. So I might actually have to go back and rewatch this with this new perspective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's funny is I don't, I don't typically... Uh, I, I'm not like a, a shipper, and I don't typically have shipper goggles on. Um, I think more increasingly so because I edit uh, a... I, I, edit, I edit the Toku Ladies podcast and they, mm-hmm. they frequently discuss ships and stuff. So I'm sure I've picked up on some of those types of things that they look for and sort of identify. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be curious to know, like, if I had watched this movie five years ago, like, would I have seen the same thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and, and here's the thing, like, before anybody ats me, I know it's Pokemon. They're 10 it's not what they were trying to do, but I'm just saying, if you watch that movie, <laughs> I'll definitely no, anyway, that. It's a fun, I mean, I, I still thought it was a fun movie, so. I'll be um, honest, the only things I, I really remember, like, that really stick out to me from that movie mm-hmm. is, one, the old style Pokeball. Yes, 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 yes. Well, so that's what's so funny, and and one thing that, 
you know, they really got me with that. I mean, I've already I've already spoiled this um, for anybody who who didn't know this, but whatever. Um, there's literally a character named Samuel uh, or Sam in that in that movie who's displaced in time. But what's funny is I still didn't necessarily think that that's who this kid was because the Pokeball he uses is so old fashioned mm-hmm. that I was like, he has to be like displaced hundreds of years uh, to have a Pokeball like that. Uh, but no, <laughs> apparently, I don't know if Samuel Oak just had like an antique Pokeball or what, but yeah, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool device. I like it a lot. I mean, strange, strange, weird timeline aside. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool idea to have this sort of like more mechanical uh, looking pokeball mm-hmm. and you gotta like do like all these twists and turns just to send it out yeah yeah i love so, that like, which honestly like i can't imagine how many people died because they couldn't get their pokemon out to save them in time oh gosh yeah let's oof, let's not imagine <laughs> how many times hanging off a cliff just grabs a pokeball and then just points it and then bulbasaur comes out and grabs him when here you got to use both hands to yeah. <laughs> unlock the pokeball <laughs> that that really explains how pokeballs got to where they are today right like yeah guys, we really got to figure out how to how to get over this twisting action yeah and then <laughs> the other big thing that i honestly remember from that movie is the very end when tracy is going through the sketchbooks oh i don't remember tracy going through i don't remember who, yeah i guess i guess that must have been tracy because um, that was like i remember big... tracy being in it for sure because yeah, like you know me, end. I'm always looking, I'm on the lookout for Tracy. Any any Tracy content we can get. See, clear, you know, again, it's been so long since I've seen it, I, don't, I clearly have made up a scene in my head or something. I just remember no, Tracy. you could like, be right. There's definitely a scene at the end. It's the scene that reveals that it was Samuel Oak all along. Yeah. Um, and I it, honestly, it could go either way. At that point, I already knew, for, like I kind of knew that it was Samuel Oak. So I wasn't super paying attention at the end. So it could have been Tracy. I just assumed it was Professor Oak who was looking yeah. at him. It would. I think it would be a better scene if it were Tracy. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, like, he, he. I think Tracy was, like, fascinated with the uh, sketches since he's a sketcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. But we have news. We should get into the news. Yes. yes some of this should. news is is big, big, big deal. Um, anime news wise, just a reminder, there's not really news, but I just want to remind folks that last week we released our thoughts on the first six episodes of Pokemon journeys. Um, and we'll cover the next six episodes next week. Um, and we're going to do, uh, all, all of your thoughts about all 12 episodes next week. So if you're listening to this and you've been watching, um, you didn't miss the opportunity to talk about the first six episodes. We didn't ask yet. Um, so give us your thoughts on those. We'll be giving the rest of our thoughts on that as well. Um, and, uh, Kyle and I had, had, we were watching it from very different lenses. So I'll be curious to hear people's reactions to, to those. Um, and I'm, I'm eager to, to, to watch the next, I still haven't watched the next six because I'll probably watch them more closely to when we record, but I will let you know that I literally had a dream, um, where I had watched the next episode Mm -hmm. and it was like, um, I don't remember the details of the episode, but I remember like walking away from that dream or, or the impression from that dream being like, Oh, the seventh episode is where they literally draw all the connections to the previous series. And I was like <laughs> laughing in my dream about how funny it was that like the first six episodes are so vague. And that's, that's all we talked about. 
Um, and then the next episode was so explicit. So it'll be funny to to <laughs> to, to actually watch the episode. It's like, wow, <laughs> Kyle held his tongue on all of that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, just uh, keep an eye out for that. If you haven't listened to the last one, give it a give it a listen uh, and uh, send us your thoughts. Yeah. Pokemon Go stuff. We have a few things. Uh, mm-hmm. Mega Evolution is coming. I, to be quite honest, I'm certain we've talked about Mega Evolution in Pokemon Go at some point, but I yes. don't, for the life of me, remember what our thoughts or expectations were at all. <laughs> if I had saying. to guess, I would have guessed that I would have predicted we weren't getting it. That is exactly it. <laughs> that sounds on brand for me. <laughs> to expect nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember, like, I had said something like, oh, I'd love to get uh, a mega evolution, and you're like, I don't think it's gonna happen. And honestly, I mean, mega evolution now in the main games is kind of a dead concept. Well, that's what makes this so interesting. I actually, yeah. one thing I appreciate about Pokemon Go doing it, and one thing I appreciate appreciate about Pokemon Go just in general is that it isn't beholden to what is happening in the series or the Mm -hmm. Pokemon zeitgeist at any moment because it is inherently a slice of Pokemon history. Yeah. So they kind of are in this unique position to kind of revive. Revive isn't quite the right word because I don't think we move forward with more mega evolution. Right. Um, But I guess echo or, or, or make relevant once again, the concept of mega evolution simply because they're they're just following the timeline, right? Yeah. Um and so generation six is coming. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to come this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they held off a little bit longer than usual. Right, because because there are fewer people out and about. Then I feel like we still haven't gotten all of Gen Five. Gen five was such a unique challenge for them, I think, because it's so massive. Exactly. Um, so I think we still have quite a few left to do. Like I'm still waiting mm-hmm. on my Volcarona. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's still a lot to wait there or wait for there. Um, but they've as they've released generations, uh, they've they've muddied the lines between those generations. So I'm not entirely surprised uh, that they would announce this before we got everything from Gen Five. Plus, after Gen Five, that's when we start getting like significantly smaller generations where we get like 80 species generations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'll be curious to see kind of what the transition from that massive generation into these much more manageable generations will look like, but yeah. and I, I, that's, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying, no, you're good. I, I, I'm not surprised. That's kind of what they're doing with mega evolution to try and make it seem like it's bigger. Mm hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense. And, um, and that's I one of the things that Mega Evolution kind of does, is it, is it expands a smaller generation of, yeah. of monsters. So what do you think of the idea of them bringing Mega Evolution into Sword and Shield during the Crown Tundra DLC? Honestly, I would be fine with it. Um, I So my, my position on these things is whether I like the concept or not, if it is a concept that has to do with lore, like if it's if it's if it's sort of tied into some sort of lore or storytelling or mm-hmm. world building, I want it to be at least referenced again. I don't necessarily need it to be a full blown mechanic, but I I, right. I never want them unless it's something really bad and they're going to commit to the retcon, like a full blown retcon. Um, 
I, I don't want things to just sort of like end up in the lore incidentally because they're a mechanic of the game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, I so, get it. So, I, I, so all of that to say, like, I would be f- very fine with Mega Evolution um, being in the Crown Tundra to some degree. Um, I Ideally, for me, because Mega Evolution, I could take it or leave it. I like it when it's there. I don't miss it when it's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, as long as, as long as every generation moving forward has allusions to or references or Easter eggs about mega evolution, gigantamaxing Z moves, -moves. then, then I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be satisfied because to me it's all world building stuff. Um, and I know Pokemon doesn't really care about world building. And I, I, I think all of us know that 20 some Mm -hmm. years later, um, but it's still nice to at least have them try a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to see mega evolution come back. I was always a fan of it. I, don't see Z moves coming back because mostly because they've already stated that it really is an Alolan thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, like literally the energy of Alola is what powers a Z move. So it's pretty much, I don't want to say impossible, but it's improbable that it's not going to happen. It's going to happen anywhere well, else. And that's what they, I think that's what they got right about Z moves that they might have sort of tied themselves up about with mega evolution. Mm-hmm is there's a big old siren um mega evolution they they tied to multiple regions and they made it sort of a global event Mm -hmm. you know and they they've explained kind of how we if if you care about the lore how you're supposed to treat that right Mm -hmm. um which we've gone into a little bit and don't need to all over again because it's a big old thing. But mm-hmm. um, what they did with Alola and what they're doing with Galar is they're making these in, like very region specific things. They're like geography specific things. Mm-hmm. So like Gigantamaxing happens in Galar because of the ore that is in the ground there. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is basically say this element doesn't exist anywhere else on the planet. So this phenomenon can't happen anywhere else mm-hmm. um and same thing with alola and mega evolution they unfortunately didn't quite <laughs> they didn't put themselves in that corner that co- like convenient corner uh so all of us are kind of just scratching our heads being like so is that a thing always is that a thing not always yeah. which timeline are we in like what's going on you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um yeah that, that i think that'll always be a question for mega evolution in a way that it is not for z moves and gigantamaxing yeah so uh another thing pokemon go did which i thought was genius was as soon as the uh announcement started for everything that was going on like galarian farfetch just showed up but nobody knew about it (laughs) because they're all too busy watching the announcement and this isn't the first time this isn't the first time that they've done it um what was it Uh, a couple years ago they did the same thing with alolan executors there was a yeah, where they just started popping up. Yeah, they did a big announcement, and during the announcement, Alolan Executors just showed right up. I love that, though. I yeah. kind of love it. It's it's the kind of thing that Pokemon Go can do that I think other games and game formats can't do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I, lo- I love that. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the Galarian Farfetch were only out for, like, a day, like 24 hours. <laughs> so did you get one? No, I did not get one. Okay. I caught two. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as of right now, they do not evolve. 
which unless of course you know like there's like a special thing you have to do with it which i wouldn't be surprised yeah i, th- I think that's I, th- I mean it's it's definitely going to happen and it's an easy enough thing because yeah. it's a straightforward evolution for the most yeah. part and it's an easy enough thing for them to just add <laughs> yeah and we've already got perserker and uh uh so i mean it it's not like oh they can't do it because you know gen 8 isn't out yet but right so right yeah, they could they can easily do it. Yes. And then the last thing that they announced for Pokemon Go was during the Go Fest, which uh if you haven't bought your tickets yet, I highly recommend it. It's $15 and you basically get to participate in a Go Fest without having to leave your house. Yeah, digital it, Go Fest, baby. Yeah. Um and you get to participate during both days. It's not just one day or the other like it usually is. So Right. It's awesome and they've announced that Victini will be uh, part of GoFest. Ooh la la. So if you're wondering why there's a space right before Snivy, that's Victini. <laughs> yeah, Victini. <laughs> the very odd mythical that comes first. I never understood it, but I'm not going to question it. Yeah, I... Was it is, it... is it a situation where it was meant to be part of the previous generation? No. I didn't think so, but I also wouldn't have been surprised if that was just something I had never read about. No, I don't know. It's, I yeah. have no idea. So there's always those little anomal- anomalies, you know? Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. And uh, I still got to buy my ticket, but I really want to do this just because I have a chance of finally getting an unknown. Oh, you know what? That's almost, uh, you know how I feel about, uh, yeah. like buying in-game events. Mm-hmm. I know this is different, so I, I'm already less frustrated by this because this is actually a solution to a problem um but man getting an unknown is like almost worth it uh yeah oh i'm gonna have to really meditate on this not 100 percent guaranteed you'll get an unknown i know but but i've never even had a chance to get one the promo picture shows unknown in the promo picture for the entire go fest thing so yeah i would assume that there's Mm -hmm. a chance Mm mm-hmm does it was it a um, what was it an R? I don't remember what oh, or which I, uh, letter it was. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, it honestly, really all matter. I saw because it, it was like in a very dark spot, so you couldn't really see the letter itself. All I saw was just a big bright eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the forest or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I should do that. I uh, it's been it's been a very long time since I've spent money on Pokemon Go, so I might as well just do it. Um, and then I can talk with you about it. But yeah, uh, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Because it beats standing outside the park and watching other people play. That's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. I, you know what though? That first Pokemon Go Fest, I might have been in a better position because I didn't spend money and I could just leave. That's true. <laughs> um, it, although I, I, I will say, like it, it, I do think it would have been fun to be in there for just the sort of like camaraderie of it all, like the, mm-hmm. that sort of like convention vibe. Where like I'm surrounded by people who care a lot about a thing I care a lot about. So like mm-hmm. from that perspective, it would have been cool to be in there. But oh yeah, um, that that first Pokemon Go is obviously not not ideal. So it's all right that I was watching from afar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this time I don't even need to leave my house. Exactly. Yeah. Although you might have to leave your house just a little bit to maybe like go to like a park or something just to maybe get a little bit more stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't have anybody quite, or I don't have one quite in range, but I wouldn't have to go far. So yeah. That's that's good. 
Well, so here's – I know our main topic is gaming news uh, because we're talking about the DLC, but there's actually a decent amount of gaming news just to mention here. Um, I'm going to do this out of order because I don't really know why I put the notes in the order that they are. So I was questioning um, that too. I don't, yeah, I don't really know why I did that. But the first thing that I think makes sense to talk about because it's out right now and it's it's relatively small and I don't necessarily know if it's for our audience in the first place um, is Pokemon Smile, which is an app um, that encourages healthy teeth brushing habits, to be quite yeah. honest. Um, and it, it what's funny is I think I'm – I'm certain, actually. I don't think. Um, I'm certain there were a lot of people scratching their heads over this when it was announced, uh, especially because the show kind of like opened with that. Um, But Pokemon has tons of stuff like this already. It just doesn't all make it over to the West. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like Pokemon has had like typing games and habit games and like drawing games and like all kinds of stuff that are just lifestyle games. Um, and, uh, and, and some of those include stuff that's aimed at like very little kids. So, um, I, I, I got this. I thought it made, well, I haven't downloaded it yet. I meant I understood it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I will download it because I am curious. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, but I think it's a neat idea. And I Mm -hmm. think the more that, that large companies like Pokemon that don't necessarily feel like large companies can do things like this that encourage, just for the sake of doing it, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, good habits and and community and stuff like that, um, the better. I mean, Pokemon does a lot of things that that gaming companies and corporations don't have to do, uh, just for the sake of of doing them. So uh, these are the kinds of things that I, I'm always I'm always excited to see because it kind of gives us a little peek inside the brain of of what the Pokemon company is doing outside of making money. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I mean, growing up, I I'll be honest. I hated brushing my teeth. Same. Kids don't like brushing their teeth. Exactly. And and again, I'll even admit to this. When I first moved out and started going out on my own, I still hated brushing my teeth. <laughs> it's I, not like a fun activity. No. <laughs> it's, I, like I, an, it's just like a thing you have to do, you know? And honestly, I didn't even go to the dentist or anything, and now I'm paying for it, literally. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm paying for it now, but I'm getting things back on track. I'm now actually going to the dentist regularly. So had this existed, I probably would have uh, brushed my teeth more. Because, like, you're catching Pokemon while you brush your teeth. I love that idea. Believe you me, had this been a thing when I was a child, my teeth would have been perfection. (laughs) I'd I'd be like, Mommy, Mommy, can I brush my teeth now? I know my parents would have to be like, you, you can't brush your teeth 10 times a day. That's actually bad for them. Like- <laughs> exactly. So, I, and also I'm about to have a kid. So if this is still, ah. if this app still exists when they're old enough to be brushing their teeth, you better believe I'm going to have this app on my phone. Right. Bingo. Yeah. So I, I'm curious, like I said, I will end up downloading it. I, I had meant to download it before we, recorded so i could actually talk about it but mm. i forgot yeah <laughs> there same were here. there were other things going on like i don't know expansion packs so uh so i have not yet i'll talk about it whenever i remember to do that just because I'm, I'm very curious yeah um and then next thing that they announced i really don't know much about this i don't think we do in general it's called pokemon cafe mix yeah to me it kind of looks like I mean, it has a totally different name, but it kind of looks like, um, like a new version of of Shuffle, right? Like, it's kind of got a similar idea to it, mm-hmm. but it's 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 breaking the sort of 
match three mold. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, like Pokemon Shuffle is just a match three game, kind of like Candy Crush, um, but with Pokemon elements to it. This kind of looks like that, but instead of matching three, you have what looks like a loose collection of icons, and you have to basically like for for I, I don't quite have the words to describe it, but you're like mixing up the. Uh, okay, imagine imagine a container full of a bunch of uh, like tennis balls with Pokemon's faces on them, right? Okay. You have to like mix that bowl of tennis balls so that as many of the poke like the tennis balls that have the same Pokemon on them are touching each other, and then I think that's how you like eliminate them. I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to describe. If you watch the video, I think that will make sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It looks like. Looks like a sort of um, like physics reliant matching puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw like as soon as I saw what was showing up, I was like, and eh, now I'm going back to work because I'm at work while this is all happening. Right. Yeah. And I'm like trying to like sneak in this video while working. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, eh, I'll okay, I can ignore this and get back to what I was originally doing. I mean, I'll get it because I, I'm guessing that it is a um, – actually, I, I think they explicitly said it's a free-to-start game. So I'm definitely going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if it is if it is as as engaging as Pokemon Quest was for me, then I will probably spend up to $15 on it because I think that's what I spent on Pokemon Quest. Um, if they have like uh, like a bonus pack or something like that, a la Quest. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but I'm just I'm more just I'm as curious about it as I was about Shuffle and I didn't play Shuffle for a super long time, um, so we'll we'll see we'll see. Yeah. I think it looks neat though. The thing that's cool about it is that I haven't seen a puzzle game like it, and I I'm sure that there are like puzzle game heads out there who are like actually this is just a a rebranding of this game, um, which is fine. It clearly isn't a playstyle that is mainstream so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm excited to, to to feel how it plays because it's it, it looks kind of confusing it doesn't look like difficult to play mm-hmm. it's just obviously as you can hear us trying to describe it difficult to describe I feel like it'll be a fun game for a while and then it'll die out and we'll completely forget about it just like Magikarp Jump Maybe, maybe. I think it has a little bit more potential than Magikarp Jump. Yeah, Magikarp Jump. Why is that weird to say? I don't know. Um, simply because it feels like a spiritual successor to Shuffle, and I think there are still some people who play Shuffle pretty, pretty regularly. Mm. But we'll see. I think it just depends on how engaging the game is. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't even thought about Magikarp Jump in a long time. But I was never super into that one, so I guess that's probably why. I mean, I was pretty big into it, just trying to collect every single Magikarp yeah. type and everything like that. It was always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, another game announcement. Um before I guess like game new like very detail oriented game news, uh, that we're just gonna like scream about in excitement, <laughs> uh, because words can't really describe uh just how excited we are, I think. Yeah. But uh if you somehow didn't see this online um, 20 some years later, they have announced that there will in fact be on the Nintendo switch, a new Pokemon snap called new Pokemon snap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you a little bummed? It's not called Pokemon snap Two. 
Uh, no, God, no, no, not at all. I think new Pokemon Snap is a far better name than Pokemon Snap 2. <laughs> okay. okay. If only because it is so late in the game. Like, I think because it's 20 some years later, True. this feels like a better name. Um, if if there had been one on Nintendo 64, like we all wanted, uh, I wouldn't have had any issue with it just being See, called Pokemon Snap 2. <laughs> I would love if they had called it Pokemon Snap 2 and then just watch all the random like young kids like, wait, what? What, what did we miss? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I that's a good point. Watch that. So I didn't even think of that because this is such a this this announcement and this game are such a nostalgic point for so many people, which, by the way makes me mildly nervous um but uh it's such a nostalgic point i didn't even think about the fact that like this is almost certainly a game that my niece is going to want to play and Mm -hmm. is probably going to love and like you said have no idea that there ever was one before it outside of like she's probably clever enough to ask why it's new but but might not she might just think like it's a new game you know so they're calling it new i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. we'll see but yeah it looks it looks good it looks um it looks very sort of true to form as far as Pokemon snap goes. And they, they demonstrated that like you're still taking pictures from a first person perspective. You're still on a track, which Mm -hmm. I like. Um, I don't think that at this point, 20 some years later, they should have tried to reinvent the wheel with Pokemon snap because I think it's such a nostalgic property that they do need to do things that are new. And I think they will do things that are new, but changing any sort of massive core components, even if they did it really well, I think would have been a mistake simply because people quite frankly are not as open-minded I think as they should be when they care really, really deeply for a nostalgic property. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're on a track, great. Like if you think about it, it probably would be a much cooler game if it were an open world photography game, but, but I think it's smart for them to keep it on a track just because that's what people are looking for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if the only thing new about it is just the graphics and the fact that they've added the new Pokemon, I'd be mm-hmm. okay with it. Yeah, and I think that's I think that I think that's what we should expect. I actually, you know, this is I I for whatever audience we have, if I if I can do what I think is make a positive impact on anything, I, I'm going to try to do it. So I feel like what we should expect is exactly what you just described, right? Very similar mechanics that are just tightened up because it's a new system, better graphics, and some new Pokemon that we have not seen in the game before. Because, you know, I saw a lot of people speculating how many Pokemon were going to be in it, how many Pokemon should be in it. First off, there is no should. Like, this is a totally different game. It's a (laughs) spinoff. Let it be a spinoff. But the other thing is, like, when the first Pokemon Snap game came out, yeah, there were only 150 Pokemon to choose from, but... Even still, there were only about 40% of those Pokemon in it. I think it's 63, I think is the exact number. Um, Really? They couldn't do one more just to make it 64 and Nintendo 64? (laughs) That's now infuriating since you've pointed it out. (laughs) That would have been perfect (laughs) for like just marketing or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think it's 63. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... Um, but yeah, basically what that would boil down to is, a, is I think like 250 Pokemon or something like that in, in Pokemon Snap, uh, new Pokemon Snap. Um, and I know, I know that every game you want to see your favorite in there because every Pokemon is someone's favorite. Um, but this just isn't that game. And I think that, I think that we collectively have to 
identify what the game is and what it's trying to accomplish and what it is for. And what this game is for is for the experience of of discovering Pokemon in the environment and trying to get like cool pictures of it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. Pokemon that- Snap was never a collecting game. Right. Don't let anyone tell you that it was because that's not what it was. I mean, you're I, collecting pictures. You and I but were alive. It. But well, there, there's a set of things to collect, yes. But like, but the because it's photography, like even if you already had something, the value was in trying to get the highest quality of that thing, not just like simply getting them, right? So like you could go and play and just make sure that you had them all, but I don't think you satisfied yourself to be like, oh yeah, I have a picture of Pikachu with an apple on its head, but the picture sucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to go back through the track and try to get a better picture because you get more points and whatever. <laughs> it's kind of an arcade game if you think about it. At least the original oh, one was. I can't wait to see. Like if Professor Oak is back again rating and I really do hope like the rating style actually does get better. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think they'll have to do better with the, the rating. But remember in... um. In Gen 7, they had sort of like a Pokemon Snap Lite in that game. Yes. Um, and I think I think just based on that alone, the, the rating will probably be better. True. Because um, I think the rating in that was okay. And that was just like a side mechanic of that. Or like a side, kind of side questy mini game in that game. And this will be the whole thing. So I have to imagine they'll do some cool stuff with it um, as far as rating and and adding certain elements uh my hope is that the what they are looking for as far as like scoring photographs will be a little bit deeper than the original one um but not like drastically so uh there's just like cool things they could do with it i think as far as like lighting mechanics in in this year of 2020 on the nintendo switch are far better than they were (laughs) in the year 1999 or whatever on pokemon snap and and nintendo 64 so even if it's just something like they added you know certain i don't know just whatever you would look for in actual photography i think they could do some cool stuff but yes don't expect a bajillion pokemon i'm i'm setting my expectations at a safe 200 that i think that's already like Almost four times as much as the original one. I thought you said three hundred on Twitter. I I so I I said that I think I said my expectation is that two hundred and anything more than that is icing. Okay. Um, three hundred would be more proportionally than the original game had. Um, and almost. I mean, I guess not almost half. That'd be like a third of what's out there. Um, but you, you know, me, I set my expectations very low. Mm-hmm. I don't expect much. I think, I think we're not entitled to a whole yeah. lot. And then you get uh, rewarded for that's, that. That's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean plus like 200 Pokemon in a spinoff. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing when I go see like certain movies that I've heard people say aren't that good. I go in with low expectations and I walk out like, yeah, it was actually pretty good. So. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, like, I think some people could like critique us for that and say like, it's okay to expect stuff. I'm not expecting nothing. I need the game to still be good. Yeah. Like <laughs> it still and needs to be fun. It needs to be put together. All this um, being I think said, we're just placing our expectations yeah. in what feels like the proper place. Yeah. All this being said though, if there's no Magnemite hair across or Clefairy, we riot. Well, yes, of course. I mean, I will take one of the three. Well, I think we're good on that because I think that I think, 
not all of the Pokemon from the original are guaranteed to appear. Exactly. But one, I think it would be easy and I think smart to include all 63 of the original Pokemon Snap Pokemon. Because I, I think if if we're looking at 200 to 300 Pokemon, that's a, a pretty small chunk of yeah. them. Um, and I think then you can do like homages to original interactions. You know, you and I were texting about it um, or tweeting about it. I don't really remember. I think we were texting about it, whatever. Um, you had said Magnemite needs to be in there. And I said, I would be shocked if it weren't given the fact that it's it's an iconic moment in Pokemon Snap. Like mm-hmm. I remember it and my memory is garbage. And it's a moment that has to do with evolution. And that Pokemon specifically has gained an evolution. So yeah me it only makes sense for magnemite to be in there again to sort of build on that iconic moment from the original game agreed and you know what i can also foresee like heracross being in there just like you know sitting on a tree just sucking on some sap oh that would be so good imagine you take some apples and you lead the heracross to a bulbasaur oh gosh that would be really funny so like just in the anime how ash's heracross would just start like uh you know, just trying to get the nectar from Bulbasaur's bulb. Like you could actually do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I think that would be great. The The cool thing about Pokemon snap. And I actually, you know, I found the, I found where I was tweeting about it and I, I'm pretty sure that this person will be fine with my reading our interaction uh, on Twitter, but um, Joshua Aaron Moore had responded to a tweet that I, I made about like, don't forget that the original only had like 40% of the, of the Pokedex in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like how much that would actually equate to, which is like I said, like, Oh, you know, I underestimated what 40% is 40% is 360. Um, mm. So, so I basically what I said was like 200 and 300 to me would be more than enough for this game. Like that would be great. Anything over 300 to me is like icing on the cake. I still put my expectations at 200 because I think, 200 is still a pretty robust game in comparison to the original. It's like I said, almost four times as many Pokemon to take pictures of. But what Joshua points out um, is he says, I think 300 flat would be a perfect kickoff point. Inevitably we would get DLC if it's popular enough. That's where I said, like I'm putting my, my expectations at 200. But what I I want to point out is the possibility of DLC for this game is amazing. I hope, first off, if you're even remotely interested in this game, buy it, please. I want this game to yes. do numbers out the butt. Yes. Because if it does numbers, I think what Josh is talking about is, not again, not a guarantee, but highly likely, um, given what Pokemon has been doing on the Switch uh, in its main series game. So if we can if we can get something like uh, like probably not as robust as like the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra um, expansion, but just get like expansion areas after Mm -hmm. the fact. Um, I'm for it. I know that this is a hot topic in Pokemon right now, but I'm for that. I think that is, that is a great idea. I just came up with something Um, awesome. Lay it on me. So, okay. So DLC. Yeah. It's just, so a remastered version of the original levels. Ooh, dude, that would be so cool, right? Like, that would be really cool. Like it's literally just same Pokemon, nothing else added, just the new graphics of everything. 
That would be great, actually. I think that would be really smart, um, especially if they did something where they did a pair of DLC packages and one was basically like the first the nostalgia couple. package yeah. and the other was like the new area package. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Here's what I would like. I now want that because you mentioned <laughs> it and I love it. And then I also want one that is a specifically like previous generation inspired area. So like, or, or not even necessarily previous, right? But like, um, I want new Pokemon Snap to be its own new island or region or whatever, whatever Pokemon Snap did. I don't even remember the details of where you were supposed to be. I think you were just on islands. I, but yeah, it was an island. Yeah. Um, so I, I want a new island for the main series. Then I want the DLC for the old island, like you mentioned. And then I want a DLC that's specifically like, now we're traveling to, you know, this region of Galar, like something like that. Or like, Ooh, we're going yes. to this island in Alola. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Something that's like uh, getting to see something we're familiar with from a new new lens and built by a new team. Yes. And another thing I do want to like stay the same is the music. Oh, I don't remember the music, I, um, mostly, unfortunately. The one that, remi- that I remember the most is the music from like Professor Oak's lab. Oh yeah, like, just like the main loading screen, just all that. Like while you're there, that one there just kind of sticks to me, and I would love to just have that again, or like well, not maybe like not like an exact, but maybe they could do like a well, yeah, remaster a, it, a remaster, but make it up to date, but still kind of has like that underlying layer of the original. Kind of like uh, kind of like what you would expect from Pokemon Center music. Like you always know it's Pokemon Center music, but there's always a new version of it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, yeah, something like that would be cool. I'm excited because like I'm I don't know if I own Pokemon Snap on Wii or Wii U. Um, but this gives me an excuse to go back and do it. You know, I never owned Pokemon Snap because I never owned an N64, but I played a lot of it because I had a number of friends who had it. Yeah. So um I'm excited to to revisit it before this new one comes I've, out. I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. Pokemon Snap was the reason why I wanted a Nintendo sixty four growing up. Oh, that for sure. Yeah. That's that was, was like one of the things at the top of my list. Yeah. So the main reason I wanted a Nintendo 64 was just so I could play Pokemon Snap. And then like Pokemon Stadium was second, but mm-hmm. Pokemon yep. Snap was first. And yep. so yep. I kept begging my parents. I want an N64. I want an N64. My birthday rolls around. I come home from school and my dad got me a PlayStation 2. <laughs> that's so parent of him yeah. <laughs> looking back i'm glad he did i really enjoyed my playstation 2 and also looking back that playstation oh. 2 survived a lot yes I, I mean we pokemon is not even remotely related to playstation but um i will sing the praises of the play, playstation 2 all day yeah it's an all-time great console one of the best ever um and you're right that thing could take a hit yeah like we dropped we dropped a playstation 2 from like six feet up and it hit a hardwood floor and it took a chunk out of the floor Mm. like and it was fine like it's it's amazing don't throw your ps2s no but uh you don't have to baby them either yeah i dropped my ps3 and it didn't work after that yikes yeah it was also after i or it was already after i got a ps4 so it's okay okay um but yeah so that was like my big, uh, I really wish I'd gotten N64, not a PS2. Um, and then it wasn't like, I had always played Pokemon snap on my friends games, but I never really got to play, you know, cause on my own, cause I never actually owned it. And then my, one of my roommates, 
she had a Wii U and she had actually downloaded Pokemon Snap and she let me play it for a little while. Because I think this was actually around the time... Because I think I actually talked about this on the show um, mm-hmm. a while back because the Switch had already come out. So she was playing like uh, Breath of the Wild. So she let me borrow her Wii U so I could play sure. uh, Snap. And oh, I just loved being able to play it for the first time on my own and just trying to yeah. complete everything by myself, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And the way you unlock, like, next levels, like, there's, from, like, level two, you have to make an electrode explode, and then it unlocks the next area to yeah, go. Yeah, it's, it's so, and this is why, this is why I hope people don't get too focused on the number of Pokemon included, because Pokemon Snap is a really unique game in that it is, it's a rail shooter, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's yeah. what it is, but it's also a puzzle game mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of it's it's artistic in nature because it's photography um, and it's it's got like an inherent bit of comedy in it. Like it's such a magical mix of things. Um, and I would hate for people to focus more on the number of things than the actual magical experience that Pokemon Snap is as corny as that sounds. But you're right. Like you have to solve these sort of in environment puzzles to advance. Um, and, and when you figure them out, the reward is isn't just that you figured it out, but the fact that you've kind of affected the environment in this like sometimes goofy way, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes a very cool way in the case of like evolving your Magnemite, right? Like, yeah. um, Yeah. It's like Magnemite next to each other. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's such a, it's a, it's a, (laughs) it's a special game. Knocking Charmeleon into a pool of lava to make it evolve into Ah! a Charizard. I know, right? That would actually be a hilarious moment for them to recreate. Yes. Like, if they do end up remastering the original tracks, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of them, my hope is that they intentionally make not 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 the 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 rendering, but the animation of that mm-hmm. like exactly the same. Yeah. Because the animation of that is like Charmeleon just freezes and just like boop. <laughs> like just blur, yeah. falls into the lava without really moving at all. Oh, <laughs> it's another, hilarious. Another funny one is like in the river. You have to like keep kicking um, Magikarp, or like as Magikarp. <laughs> I don't even really remember kicking, that one. Well, when Magikarp jumps out of the water, you gotta throw like a ball, yeah, or an apple right at it, yeah. and it'll push it down the river. And like you just gotta keep pushing the Magikarp down the river until it gets oh. to like a, until it gets to a waterfall where you then where then it goes into the waterfall and then it comes out a Gyarados. That's that's which, cool. Which is actually similar to like the. Uh, origin story of Magikarp of like what's based off of how the carps would try and swim up river down da- and then once they jump over a waterfall they become dragons right because they're like hardened by the journey exactly so I thought that yeah. was kind of cool I'm excited about that I can't wait for whatever we get next exactly. um, as far as like announcement wise because this is a teaser like it, they basically were just announcing that it's coming yeah um, I think I counted like maybe 31 32 Pokemon in there mm-hmm. um, and if the, if that's what's in the, the teaser I think it's it's safe to assume we'll get you know a couple hundred probably oh, yeah so cool well, I'm, I'm stoked about that mm-hmm. um, and I can't wait for us to talk more about that. Um, the only other piece of gaming news is all it's it's really just details about an event that's happening in the game currently. Mm-hmm. Um, there is and, and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it because it's kind of confusing. Um, not, not discuss it, but just like make sure that all the details are, are there. But shiny Zara Aura is available or will be available, depending on how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield right now. So Zara Aura is appearing 
in max raid battles between June 17th, that's when they started, Mm -hmm. um, and July 6th. So you've got a decent amount of time to do this. Here's the thing that's really important. Zera Aura is not currently catchable in these raids, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't panic if you see a shiny Zera Aura in a raid now and can't catch it. Which, by the way, is such a huge (laughs) tease. I know, I know. I I did (laughs) one last night. It's very frustrating to see it (laughs) and not be able to catch it. (laughs) Yeah. But don't panic, because ultimately, um, I think think we'll pretty much all get one. I I think, (sighs) I'm hopeful, because here's how it'll happen. Basically, Shiny Zera Aura will be claimable via mystery gift if one million trainers worldwide defeat Zera Aura in one of these max raid battles. There's another condition, but I want to talk about that first one first. I don't know for sure if the way that they're measuring that is by unique trainers or individual defeats. Mm -hmm. So I have continued to battle them just in case it's, it's like individual battles and defeats because I don't want to find out after the fact that I could have done it 13 times and it could have counted 13 times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm being over cautious about it. I, I haven't dug in really deep and I don't know if they've answered that question. They've also with events like this been like forgiving if they overshoot. <laughs> We've seen that with Pokemon go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think with uh, gen seven, wasn't there something that they like drastically overshot and we're like, JK, it's fine. Um, I don't remember specifics, so I shouldn't um, even make that claim. I know they kind of did that with Pokemon Go during the Go Fest. Oh yeah, oh big time. Yeah, um, their first event they definitely overshot. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We all learn. Um, I like. Uh, I'm hesitant to say that I like that they're employing this dynamic. I'm in, I'm encouraged that they are willing to try new online things for Mm -hmm. the core series game so in that regard i'm excited i don't necessarily want this to be the way that we get pokemon from raids though so i'm conflicted yeah does that make sense even i get it yeah so i mean i'm excited to be able to get a shiny zara aura i think zara aura is one of the best designed pokemon ever it's so freaking cool 100 agree and it's shiny is superb yeah and um, I will say this, Zeraora is like no joke in the raid battles. Oh my gosh. If you end up battling a five-star shiny Zeraora, like yep. kiss your chances of success goodbye unless you, oh. I mean, you 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 almost have to like play on calm to do it, right? I, like you almost need to be able to talk to the people you're battling with because it's so hard. <laughs> you could do it, yeah. but it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, I took on a five-star shiny yesterday. I, yeah, how did it go? We won. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. And I used uh, my Runarigus mm-hmm. because it's honestly my only ground type Pokemon. Oh, I had to boost a ground type simply for this. Yeah. <laughs> so thankfully I had a ground type so I could use it, but it's my Runarigus is also very slow and it's yeah. also yep. ghost type. And Zeraora mm-hmm. knows a dark type move that it uses and it significantly hurts. Let's just put it that way. And it's one of the fastest Pokemon ever. Yeah. Yeah, it, is. And, like, it uses like three or four moves. Like, I feel like it uses like one extra move than normal max raid battles. It might. It might. So, so I guess 
I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, it's so hard to battle that it's 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 almost forgiving and nice that they're doing it this way. Like, you and I had had, had talked about it off the podcast, where I said, and I I was not being very kind in this moment. No, you weren't. <laughs> um, but I was I was like kind of frustrated because um, because it had gone so poorly. But I I, I was in a five star shiny raid, and I knew that I, we couldn't catch it, and so that was fine. But I was really frustrated because everybody I was playing with was really bad, like sig- bad enough to feel bad, right? Like significantly bad. Mm. Um, and I know that you know you don't know who you're playing with. So I could have been playing with you know a bunch of people who had just picked up the game for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not first time, but like were relatively new or weren't hadn't played it as much as I had, or who were really young, and that's all fine. Um, but because of that, and because Sh- Shiny Zera Aura five stars are so difficult, I had told you like. I'm actually pretty glad that we couldn't catch it because I would have been real frustrated if we could catch it and everybody was so bad at it. So Mm. that's, it's, it's kind of like a a safety net and a consolation to know that if I end up in a raid and it's terrible, (laughs) um, you know, I'm still, still working towards getting one by continuing to battle them and and defeat them when I can. So, and the other thing, Oh, oh go ahead. sorry. I was just gonna say I'm kind of glad it's not catchable because could you imagine just owning like an entire box full of Zera auras? That's a actually that's a great point. I haven't I hadn't even thought about. It's I, a mythical, right? And I did think about how funny it is that we can even raid it over and over again, but I hadn't even put two and two together to think like, yeah, that would probably result in a bunch of people with a bunch of boxes full of Zera Aura. Actually, okay, so maybe I think you've just solidified something for me. Okay. I'm I'm cool with them doing specific Pokemon like this for that reason. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think I'm I'm pretty chill with this method. Um because I think as silly as it is to like sort of like I guess demand there be a limitation on like mythical Pokemon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I do kind of like at least acknowledging some of the lore of things. So I don't yeah. know that people should have like an army of Zara aura. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, we're only getting like a shiny version. So if this was right. like the first, like the new mythical that's supposed to be coming out soon. Oh yeah. I'm hoping it involves something like at the end of the second DLC, like, oh, hey, congratulations, you've completed both DLCs. Here's a special event happening with uh, this mythical Pokemon now. Oh, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, like, be something actually, you know, like, you actually had to work to get the mythical Pokemon. It's not like, oh, hey, here's a mystery gift, here's the mythical. I want. Yeah, like, I do like the idea of having to do something to get the mythicals because getting mythicals is often like a very lackluster yeah. experience. Yeah, last time we had something like this was Generation 5. Yeah, so from that perspective, I really enjoy it. And Switch is the right console to make these types of things more accessible than they used to be. So mm-hmm. you're convincing me for sure Yay. Uh, that this is fine. And I, and I was like on the fence about it, right? Like I wasn't like mad about it, mm-hmm. but I also didn't have like strong feelings for it either. So I like didn't know how to feel um, about the fact that they were doing this differently. I was still having fun doing it. So I knew that it wasn't all bad, but at least figuring out like how to articulate my feelings that I, how you, what you've talked about, I think helps me articulate more how I feel about what they're doing. So, and this is why we talk folks. So there's one more stipulation that you had mentioned. Yes. Oh gosh. Make sure you do this everyone, which I didn't even know about. So I've already actually already done this. I'm all set. I had no idea. It's even a thing. 
It's a little dirty on their part. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have to. So make sure you do this. You have to deposit a Pokemon in Pokemon Home or move a Pokemon to Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield from Pokemon Home. That's an exact quote. And it's a, it says Pokemon about eight times. So I'm going to say it one more time. You have to deposit a Pokemon into Pokemon Home or move a Pokemon from Pokemon Home into Pokemon Sword or Shield. And you have to do it during the window that Zara Aura Max Raid battles are happening. So if you're listening to this when we release it, just go do it now. Yeah. <laughs> The th- wh- the reason I said it's like a little bit dirty is like you have to have Pokemon Home, uh, but you can have. I'm assuming you can have just the free version of Pokemon Home yeah. to accomplish this. Yeah. So it's fine. I just but yeah, you're gonna have to download an app. Yeah, I, <laughs> like they didn't even did they even mention that in the video? I don't know. I don't think they mentioned it in the video. I pulled that from the website. Okay. Yeah, that's something that you should really mention. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I wonder if this is how like they're gonna limit how many people actually get it, but then you're gonna get a lot of people upset that they didn't get a shiny Zara Aura, even though they completed a max raid battle. Right. Spread the word. Yeah. So spread the word. I've already deposited. I didn't even know I had to do this, but I actually already did it because I finally got a uh, Gigantamaxing. Um, uh, I can't remember its name, but the giant turtle. Oh, the Dreadnought. Dreadnought, thank you, yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to get that, too. Yeah. I just got one the other day and didn't realize I didn't have one, so I'm glad I caught it. Yeah. Because um, there there are a lot of Gigantamax Pokemon at this point I just don't catch because I have them. Well. Um, and I was like, I don't remember if I have this or not, so I probably should just play it safe, and I didn't. So yeah. what the heck? I needed it for my Master <laughs> Dex Challenge, and I found out yeah. that they literally released every single um, Gigantamax form right now. Yes, and I'm so thankful because there are a couple I didn't have yet, and I still don't have them all. I still need to. I still need Gengar. Is one that I have. I don't I have, have yet. Gengar. I need Scorch. I have Scorch. I just recently got uh, Machamp for the first time and Dreadnought, obviously, and then there was something else. I need to get Toxtricity, but the Amped form. Gotcha. Oh, I should double check that. That's a good point. Yeah, because I have That's the other one. I need the Amped. Which is yeah. like the yellow version. Mm-hmm. That's the one I I got initially. Nice. You got the the other one initially, right? Yeah. Like the I have one. both versions, but I need a right. Gigantamaxing amped version. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's a whole thing for the Master Dex challenge. Which, no, I I I totally get it. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, luckily there was a lot of news. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about news wise. Nope. Um, I feel like we've got a good fifteen minutes or so. 15, 20 minutes or so to chat about the DLC, which feels like it's probably enough, right? Oh, I feel like we're going to go past that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, No, I, yeah, I, we probably will, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, that was our news stuff, but uh, now we're going to talk about the expansion DLC. So uh, worth mentioning, if you haven't played the Sword and Shield expansion DLC, we're going to speak freely about it. It's not super story driven. Yeah, um, no. So like, I, I, don't think you need to not listen to this, but if you're like me and and wouldn't want to know anything going in, um, this would be your chance to dip out um, and hopefully you know you uh, come back after the fact. But uh, but if you're dipping out, make sure you find us on Twitter and all that jazz that I usually say at the end of the episode. Anyway, we're diving in now. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! 
You've had enough time. Okay, so uh, we've both played it. I assume <laughs> I've seen you yes. playing it. So I'm. I've already, I'm, I'm, I've already gotten the, the screen to say the end. So yes, me too. Okay, perfect. Um, so the the way that it's broken up is basically in like three parts. Does that feel accurate to say? There's like the beginning part and the middle part and the end part as far as like yeah. tasks and goals and stuff. That's about right. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Because basically, what happens is you you get your ticket to go to this new area mm-hmm. and you go to the new area. Um, and then the first thing you have to do uh, is go to the, I didn't even write any of this down. I'm trying to do this all from memory. You go to the dojo and they, they say like, what is the first thing you have to do? Now I'm drawing a blank. I should oh, have, you have to chase down. the slow poke. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So your first task um <laughs> is basically one that's supposed to get you out and exploring a little bit. And that's this like, three slowpoke that run off with your new rival's uniform. Mm-hmm. Now you and I both play shield, right? Yes. So I don't know how different swords is, but I expect not super different. Um, you and I both experience the character of Avery. Avery like introduces you to the area and is like sort of your escort or whatever. Um, and then becomes your sort of mini rival for this chapter of the game. Avery sucks, man. I don't like I appreciate Avery as a character, but I was not expecting Avery to be such a jerk. <laughs> Honestly, it was a refresher for me just because it's nice actually having a rival who's a jerk again. I guess so. I I feel like I'm in the opposite boat. I've been loving the fact that our rivals like aren't jerks, um, which isn't to say I don't like the ones that have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe the pendulum just needs to swing in the other direction. Um, and, and, and we need to keep it like, keep things mixed up. So yeah, yeah, actually I can appreciate that. That does make sense. And like I said, like, I appreciate the character that they built for Avery. Mm -hmm. I just was really thrown off because everything has been so positive about this game and everybody's like so supportive and cheery and stuff Mm -hmm. that having this character that's like unabashedly like, like worse than, um, what's the, what's the than bead like bead is the jerk character in the main game mm-hmm. and avery is much worse i think right yeah. but you know what <laughs> so much worse actually just makes it so much more satisfying every time i beat him yes that's true and i guess i should make the distinction too that like bead is less of a jerk i think outwardly but i do think bead is like more of a menacing character when you meet him and he's like more wrapped up in like quote evil stuff. Avery is just like really ambitious and self-centered and like takes that out on you mm-hmm. as the player. <laughs> so it like feels like it feels like Bead is a jerk to everyone. It just feels like Avery is like a jerk to you. <laughs> I think that's what makes it feels different. But yeah. you're right. Beating Avery and beating Avery handily every time because you, you roll up with whatever Pokemon you want. Yeah, because not to mention, um, like, we've been playing this game for months now, and yeah, my team is all level 70 or higher, so going into Oh, this, yeah, like, I, I rolled up to, to Avery with, like, my three level 100 starters and was like, I don't care what you have. Like, nothing matters. Although, I will say, the end of the, the, end of the DLC is, like, not a cakewalk. No. Um, if you don't go in properly. So it's not like you can roll through the whole DLC. Yeah, there's a relying lot of training solely... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you can't roll through the whole thing just powering through. You do have to, by the end of it, yeah. uh, think again. So, um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of the cool things is once you complete the first task, 
you're actually gifted a Bulbasaur or a Squirtle. Yeah. Who did you? I mean, I can guess who you chose, and you could probably guess who I chose, but who did you choose? Squirtle. And I chose Bulbasaur. Yep. Um, Perfect. And I've seen some max raid battles of Gigantamaxing uh, Blastoise and Venusaurs in the thing. They're very nice. I haven't seen it yet, and I haven't done mine yet because I've been just. I've been leveling up my Venusaur, so I've just been waiting. (laughs) I've seen them. It's just the fact that by the time you see it, they're probably already booked. So yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about max raid battles. Um, Yeah. But overall, like I was actually like, oh, sweet. We actually get this. And then the next next task that you have to do is you have to go find uh, special mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. So this is we we were wondering what they were going to do about Pokemon that you already have being able to mm-hmm. Gigantamax as a result of the expansion. Yeah, because they announced specifically the starters, the three starters. Right, exactly. So like we knew that our our original starters were going to be able to Gigantamax, but we didn't know how that was going to be the case. I I know I had speculated like they'll probably only be able to Gigantamax in that region. Which would have really stunk. Um, but no, this mushroom is actually the answer to our question. Oh, sorry. Um, I just got a notification from Pokemon Go. The Weedle Community Day just started. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because yeah. I would have forgotten. Yeah. I'm going to pull that up right now and see if I can get a shiny while on the show. There you go. Yeah. All right. We're playing, everybody. Um, but yeah, so that mushroom is actually the, the answer because... There's this mushroom that starts growing, or that doesn't start growing, that always grows on the Isle of Armor, and it allows Pokemon to do something that we had not yet experienced, which is gain the ability to Gigantamax. Mm -hmm. Up to this point, it had to already be able to do that, but there's this special rare mushroom, and it's, it's, uh, it's rare enough, I would say, for the game to not feel like they're just constantly giving you this, Mm -hmm. um, that you can make into a soup, and if the Pokemon drinks the soup, then it gains the ability to Gigantamax. Mm-hmm. So that's their explanation. I like it. I think it works. I think it makes sense. It's the best way you can explain that, I think. Yeah. Or not the best. I'm sure there's other ways. But it's a good way to explain yeah. um, this sudden ability for your Pokemon and to Gigantamax when they haven't before. <laughs> I love it because I had three Pokemon on my main team that could Gigantamax but didn't have the ability to Gigantamax. Because I had... Oh, yeah. I had yep, my starter. Me too. I had Alcremie, and I had Orbeetle. Ah, all of which yeah. could Gigantamax, but they didn't have the ability to Gigantamax. So now, which I love this idea, because now I can actually make my favorite Pokemon that I've been traveling with this entire time, now Gigantamax, like they were supposed yeah. to. Same, yeah. I have, um, I think, four Pokemon on my championship team that can now Gigantamax when they originally couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, Alcremi is on mine. Um, I have two starters on my championship team because I'm obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, five. Five of my original championship team members nice. can now Gigantamax because I also had Toxtricity and mm-hmm. Corviknight. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad, specifically, more than more than the others... I'm so glad that my Corviknight will now be able to Gigantamax. It was so annoying to me um, that it couldn't. And I can't tell you why. I don't know why. I just I just was constantly annoyed that my Corviknight couldn't <laughs> Gigantamax. <laughs> I get it. So I'm really glad that I'm able to do that now. Yeah. And you will, after you do the story and stuff, you gain, the, like, the first time you find the mushrooms, it's the, it's the only time you can find them at that moment. 
but after you finish everything, mm-hmm. you can then keep finding mushrooms. Well, I found an NPC who said that the more times you do uh, um, raid battles, the mushrooms will appear yes. more. Yeah, so their their lore explanation is like when you complete a battle, it releases that element into the whatever, and that's how the mushrooms grow. And the the mechanic of it is that you have to keep doing raid battles in order for the mushrooms to mm-hmm. keep popping up. And they only appear in caves. So, like, I constantly keep checking, like, the three caves, like, just to see if, like, there's any mushrooms have grown yet. You can find them in the forest, too. Oh, you can? Because I remember originally yeah. they said you couldn't find them in the forest. Yeah, so the, in the story mode, like, all the ones in the forest are gone, and I think the point of that is to make you go all the way through the island. True. But I think after the fact... I'm pretty sure you can get them in the forest as okay. well. Dang, because that forest is like a maze, so that's gonna be fun trying to figure out. Oh my gosh! That I know forest, that they're yeah. always like right near the entrance. I've noticed. Oh, interesting. Okay. For some of the, uh, well, no, because I guess when you first a hot tip. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Because um, I already got my Cinderace to now Gigantamax, which is beautiful. I saw that. Yeah. We were we were raiding the other day unintentionally. We just happened to be playing at the same time. Yeah, because I saw. <laughs> You post a thing saying, hey, anybody put, uh, do a raid or something. Yeah. And so I just walked up to my first one that had a glowing red light and it was a Gigantamaxing Butterfree. I was like, oh, hey, cool. Let me do this. So after like four resets of nobody showing up, the first person to show up is you. Oh, yeah. I, had, <laughs> That's funny. I kept like resetting it like nobody was showing up. And I'm like, I could probably handle this on my own, but I really just don't want to. Well, one of the so one of the challenges every time something new is released in raids, and that's what we're experiencing right now with Zara Aura, is that it's harder to get people to raid on other stuff. Mm-hmm. At least I've noticed that to be the case. Yeah. So there have been a couple, um, a couple raids, or probably even more than that, where I've been like, I would like to see if this is going to be shiny, um, and I would. So I'm going to raid it. Uh, and then just no one shows up. And I'm like, oh, you're all just looking for Zara Aura, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, so then after that, I did a Zara Aura thing. And then I did mm-hmm. the Lycan Rock with you. Oh, I'm so glad that you were still around for that. The nice thing about raiding with you is I know exactly who I'm raiding yeah. with. <laughs> Although, so I know that, like, you know what you're doing. Um, I have, a, I don't know if we a certain Pokemon. did that one great, but we still got it. Oh, yeah, it. we still got it. Cause here's the thing, like, I had to use my Runarigus, and again, it's slow. I know it's slow. Yeah. But it was the only thing that could handle a rock type, because ground, I think, is good over rock, but that wouldn't be hurt by the rock type. Because yeah. I had, or no, did I use my, I think, I, no, I think I used my Urshifu. Um, I'm pretty sure you used your Urshifu for Yeah, that I one. used my Urshifu. And Urshifu still wasn't all that great because I just used a bunch of rare candies on it to get it up to the level I needed it to be. So I never really did like the proper training to get like the IVs. I did about half. Yeah. So after that, um, I did a few other raids, but yeah, just, I don't know. I'm actually enjoying doing these raids again. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I like raiding. I mean, the reason I've put like nearly 250 hours into this game is just because I think raiding is fun. I just you know, like, hit 100 hours in my game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but I mean, for real though, that's the only reason that I've, I have that much is because I've, I spent hours at a time mm-hmm. just raiding in the wild area. Yeah. Um, 
for no reason other than I genuinely think it's fun to do, which says a lot considering I don't even know who I'm playing with a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's a, I think it's a fun thing to do. I'm glad there's new ones to do. I'm glad there's a new area to do it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that they have, have even more incorporated the rating into what you're actually doing mm-hmm. um, in this expansion. Uh, because one thing that we haven't noted yet, and this is a this, I mean, we'll talk about just like specifics of things we like and don't like. Um, but one thing that I, I really like is that the entire island is the wild area. Yes, like every every part of the expansion island is treated the way that the wild area is. So there, every region of the island you can go to is a place where you can raid. Mm-hmm. Every area that you go to is a place where you see strong pokemon walking around mm-hmm. um and best thing ever and the 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 number one thing that i want to be carried over into the next generation magnemites. is is the magnemite <laughs> and then the second thing <laughs> sorry i had to <laughs> the the second thing is the ability to use the ca- or to to control the camera mm-hmm. everywhere you go uh, yes it's the greatest this. thing ever. My favorite thing, as ridiculous as it sounds, about the Isle of Armor is that you always have control of the camera. Yeah. I love this concept. I'm really hoping that this is like gonna be like the main thing for like the next games. Like a nice wide open area of like like maybe like Sword and Shield is like just like the testing with the wild area, see how it works. And then the next generation game is just oh hey. The entire land is open area. Go to any gym you want to first and then work your way up. Yeah, I I, I remember when we had, like when we were talking about Sword and Shield and I had Josh, um, not the same Josh that I had just mentioned earlier in the podcast, but talking to Nuki, Josh on. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were talking about what do they do with the wild area next? And me on brand for this podcast was like, well, I think we'll probably get a wild area, but I think it will probably look the same uh, as this. And it will just be different areas of wild stuff, but most of the game will still be standard like this one is. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason for that was I couldn't quite picture them making a full environment that was wild area. Um, that was also story incorporated and had locations and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I've seen it, I actually I'm I'm on board. Like I think they could do it, and I think they should do it. Um, and I think it would be incredible. I mean, the ideal would be what you're talking about, where it's it's sort of open and you can start wherever you want. Um, it, even if they don't get to that point, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, even if they don't get to that point, but they do have it so that the whole game is essentially treated like the wild area is where you always have control over the camera. You can kind of freely explore however you want. And you're only limited by the fact that the Pokemon get too strong for you. Like I loved that about the wild area. Like there were parts of the wild area. I just was like, I shouldn't go over there yet because everything's too strong. (laughs) Um, I, I love that. And I think that would be brilliant. And now I, now I can see it and I can envision it. And I know that it's something they're capable of doing and willing to do. And I think that's honestly probably one of the biggest things we should take away from Isle of Armor is that that's possible now. So very curious to see what they do with it next. Yeah. 
and then what's so okay so we've talked about you get the slow poke and then you get the mushrooms and then i guess once you get the mushrooms is this where you get your cub foo um what was it? You and the other guy have to do. No, because he didn't get a cub foo. What was the third challenge? I mean, I think the third challenge is technically just like defeating Avery in a battle, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, that's what it was. It was a Pokemon battle with Avery. So that one, again, simple enough. Yeah, Avery's not not yeah. hard if you know that he's a psychic trainer. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I fine. I destroyed him with my bolt and and it's a, a crunch. Yeah, like your Avery's Avery's no big yeah. deal. Um he's not the one you have to worry no. about battling in this no. in this expansion. So, <laughs> yeah. And then once that's so, all done, you get your cub mm-hmm. foo. Yeah. If you actually talk to the woman that uh the wife of the uh Yeah. Here, honey. Yes, honey, thank you. If you talk to Honey, she'll start um if you give her watts, she'll actually start unlocking things in the dojo. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. I mean, I'm a little frustrated that I have to give up my watts, but yeah. you can add at least a few elements right off the bat that are super helpful. Yeah, so um, and I'm there. I'm happy about that. Um, you can get the PC. Happy about you that. Can get uh, soda machines, and I just unlocked. Haven't done that yet because I don't care okay, yet. <laughs> I got the, I got the soda machines, and I'm now working on the medicine machine, which comes. With... See that I will well, care about. It's not fully medicine it's more like you know like the proteins the irons uh stuff that oh i still works on your, i'm still here for yeah, that uh, works on your ivs so that's what i'm working on now but my biggest complaint about isle of armor right now is that fact there's no pokemon center yeah they're basically and i don't know what inspired this choice but basically that what you're talking about donating watts to honey so that she can improve the dojo is basically to turn the dojo into a makeshift mm-hmm. or substitute Pokemon Center. And I like the idea of it. I just don't love that I'm spending so many watts on it. Um, it doesn't really matter because I raid a bunch, but I still don't love it. I don't know what would be better, though. Well, I'm not I really mean, sure. Well, I mean, raids, like, sometimes your damage tr- carries over. Yeah. Because... My yeah. Rune Regus was still poisoned when it got out of one of its battles. And I'm like, I I don't want to be poisoned right now. Thankfully, I have a full heal. But, I mean, I'd rather not waste these things. I'd rather just go to a Pokemon Center for free. Well, it's and that's what's weird, right? Like, it's weird that... It's, it's a little weird that they're building... I like that they are building their dojo mm-hmm. to be all purpose. That is cool from a story perspective. Like I like that as, as a story type thing. Mm-hmm. And I like that you can be contributing to that. Um, and I like that, that you build up to basically having a Pokemon center here. It's just weird to me that you're spending one of your in-game currencies mm-hmm. on it when you could literally just like fly to a Pokemon center and fly back to the Island like it doesn't quite seem like an act, like a good payoff yeah. to me. So so like when she said that the next thing was a soda machine, I was like, okay, like see you in a long time because well, I don't like that's not what it, I feel like spending stuff on. Um, she does mention though that like the sodas and like the water and the lemonade, those are all actually cheaper than normal because they had a right. So, but I'm talking about spending watts well, to I get, get it. I'm just saying like once you, but then when yeah. you go to like buy the soda machine, like when you go to buy sodas or waters or lemonades from the soda machine, it's cheaper than what you would normally get it for 
anywhere else. Gotcha. So, they, so that feels like the payoff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously haven't seen, seen how that compares. So that makes sense. That's good to know. Um, um yes but yeah that, yeah so we have our cub food then yes, right that's where food. we're at and now you gotta take <laughs> it like all around the island to show it like uh some spots so kind of not, i only showed it one spot and it was fine really? i had to show it all the spots yeah yeah that was confusing to me because i only showed it one spot um because here's what it here's what they say they say you need to you need to befriend your cub food mm-hmm. and they say you can do that by checking out these spots and we have people all over the island that you can go visit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so I have to find those people. I found one of them. And then I was like, okay, but I'm, I'm like struggling to find the others for some reason. And then I I remembered that they talked about it just being friendship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well let's give this a whirl. And so I, I battled a bunch with cub Fu and I camped a few times with cub Mm Fu. Um, and then I went back and that was enough. So, Fun fact, if you go to your map, it'll show you where all the people are to check out all yeah. the views. I know. I went there. I, I was like, and I couldn't find oh. them. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what was going on. I found them all. <laughs> like, it doesn't really give you like an exact position. It just tells you, oh, hey, they're in this area right here. So just look for somebody in yellow. Um, that's that's yeah. why I found. I don't know what, what my problem that's was. That's why I found out. Turn your Wi-Fi off so this way you don't see other trainers that are still have their oh i bet you that's what what, that's probably what i was doing is i was getting confused by all the uniforms so i oh that's smart i did that and now it's got like the super happiness like if i were to have taken it through pokemon to me yeah and it's like always you know looking back at me saying hi uh, you know just all that stuff like so once you do that then the master will tell you you have a choice between two towers Here's here's the choice. Exactly. So we all it, knew we were going to have to do. <laughs> the one thing I don't like is the fact that they're like, oh, hey, you have to pick one or the other. The second you say, oh, I want to do this one, the other one's completely sealed off and you can't choose it. So if you decide to go with one and then say, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to go back and try. You can't. I'm fine with that. I think they made that abundantly clear that that was going to be the case. Yeah. So like, either, I they mean, just said like you have to make a choice. Period. Yeah. I mean, I already <laughs> knew which one I wanted. I went for the dark type because, yeah. So, for my cub foo, I just gave it a bunch of like you know like extra large candies and whatnot because they said you have to be at least level seventy. That and, that blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So I just gave it a whole bunch of extra large candies. Got to level seventy took down the first four trainers with no problem whatsoever. Super easy because dark is weak to fighting. Yeah. So it, it made perfect sense to do this one because, you know, and so then you get to the final one and it's uh mustard. The yes. Master. Which I yes. don't even know if we mentioned his name. We but, hadn't, but that, his name was revealed uh, earlier yes. uh, in like the like press and marketing and stuff. Yeah. So you go up against him and he's got a cup food as well. Level 70. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you know what? My Kofu's got Aerial Lace. That'll be easy enough. One track of Aerial Lace, just above the halfway mark. So, like, if I had done a second attack of Aerial Lace, it, I would have had to have done a third one. Yeah. And I ended up losing the first battle, trained Kofu up again by giving it some more candies, and now it's level 75, and then yeah. I dominated it. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I, I I was blown away that they said it had to be level 70. Now I understand why, because he's really tough. I did manage to beat him that first time, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't pretty, that's for yeah. sure. Um, and then, like, after that, like, spoiler alert, you have to battle him again, and it only gets way harder. Oh, um, I went in my just- God. I went in with just my regular team. I took Urshifu out, and I'm like, this is my best team I've got. I'm going to go with them. I barely made it out alive. <laughs> I was stunned. I couldn't believe it because, because I mean, basically what happens is you beat him this this first time, and then they say, like, uh, I don't know, do whatever. But ultimately it it, it culminates in this, this second battle with Mustard, um, and his oh I I know what it is like once you beat him you can you can Gigantamax your your Cub Fu right so then the next time you battle him you both have the ability to to Gigantamax or I guess evolve your oh okay here's what I'm missing got it got it got it okay when you beat him the first time you can evolve your Cub Fu then you have to find another ingredient in addition to the mushrooms so that. Urshifu will be able to Gigantamax yes. and once you've done that then you battle Mustard right yes so then that second time you battle Mustard he's also able to Gigantamax his Urshifu that he has evolved uh from his Cub Fu and it's the other style obviously mm-hmm. um and so I knowing that it was the other style knowing he had Rapid Strike which is a water type I was like okay like I know the game wants this to be Urshifu versus Urshifu I'll play that game. That's fine. I went out and I bought Thunder Punch because I knew it would be able to learn it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm freaking golden. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. The number of revives and potions and like scapegoating I had to do in order to beat him in one go was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I had multiple Pokemon on my team that should have been able to um, be fine. But his attacks are just so heavy like mm-hmm. it's incredible yeah. how much damage he does yeah i um, was in shocked. one attack i couldn't mm-hmm. believe it wow yeah my urshifu went down like three times or something it was ridiculous yeah. i well, oh man it's knew, rough you gotta I go knew, in with a strategy and i did not go in yeah. with enough of a strategy well, <laughs> I knew my urshifu wouldn't last a single blow because it has no iv so there was no way it was gonna last anything i thought mine would be okay because i raised so, it naturally to like level uh, 60 or something like that uh, okay yeah no so i just ended up just using my regular team I knew he'd have the opposite one, so I had my Boltons ready for it. Yeah. But even still, like it was it was tough. Yeah. I I fell into the trap of doing what they wanted me to do narratively by going mm-hmm. Urshifu versus Urshifu. And I guess it was like it was worth it and it was fun, right? Like I I honestly, because Avery was so easy to beat and because all the Pokemon on the Isle of Armor are level sixty as they yeah. would be um anywhere else once you've beaten the game, I was like, okay. I think my biggest complaint about this is going to be that it was too easy, but they really managed to 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 assuage that concern with uh, with mustard. He yeah. is he's rough, <laughs> yeah. and you get to battle him more than once. I can't I can't wait to go back and battle him again. Um, yeah, because I I can't wait to see one if it's even different, but two if it is different, like what else he has up his sleeves. Mm-hmm. It because- also good. He has a lot up his sleeves. He rips off his clothes and he's like a stud. Yeah, Yeah, it's like Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z. It's exactly like Master Roshi. (laughs) So I 
yeah, I'm, this will be like a good way to like, you know, just level up your Pokemon. Like if you want to like train a few here and there just with yeah. the experience share and whatnot. So, yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm, 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 I, uh, now I'm just sort of in collecting mode. Um, we haven't mentioned yet, uh, the Diglett finding, oh. but right now my whole, my whole thing is just, uh, going in each area and trying to find all the Diglett and trying I, to catch Pokemon along the way. So I wish I, had, I was keeping track of which ones I found and which ones I haven't found. <laughs> I I, I yeah. I, I, somebody pointed this out to me. Um, a friend that I play, actually, what's funny is I played Dead by Daylight with him, which is like the complete opposite of a Pokemon game. But um, he was mentioning that his biggest frustration with the Diglett collecting isn't how many Diglett you have to collect, but the fact that there's no easy way to track where mm-hmm. you've been or how many you've found without actually finding one or going back to the first guy who, who tasks you with this. Mm-hmm. But even then, he doesn't tell you where you've completed. He just tells you totals exactly so that's a little frustrating that's an easy thing they could have done better mm-hmm. um but it somehow just feels pokemon for them not to have a counter on the screen so it's like it, i don't know i want the counter on the screen though don't get me wrong yeah because they're they're whew, you gotta look mm-hmm. you gotta look it's like all you see is the alolan diglets little Free whiskers yeah. and the very teeny top of its head yeah. So doing that and trying to trying to catch all the Pokemon uh, that are there, I haven't looked yet to see. Like I have, just like with Sword and Shield, I didn't look to s- look at the full decks before I started collecting. So I'm gonna go for a while just trying to like encounter new stuff, which I don't think will last very long because the the island isn't very big. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna look at like Cerebi's full list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and try to to locate them. But go. I like it. I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm. I'm into this model. I think it. Mm-hmm. I think it was worth what they did. Um, I know, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion, um, even outside of all the toxic stuff, mm-hmm. about whether this expansion will feel worth thirty dollars. Um, and given that this was only half of it, I feel like the whole thing together will feel like it's worth thirty dollars, um, if only because they've they've created full environments that function like wild areas yeah that to me is is worth it that's awesome yeah that we basically get three wild areas mm-hmm. what, what more could you ask for yeah <laughs> so I, i'm thrilled yeah yeah i i don't have anything left to say about the isle of armor other than i'm it's it's got me very excited for the crown tundra so we asked, uh, we asked you all what you thought about Pokemon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor expansion, um, and we got a few responses, so thank you for that. Um, some guy named Kyle, uh, who might also go by Deadpool Ranger, said, so many Magnemites. Mm-hmm. So many Magnemites. I love it. I got my Galarian Magnemite. <laughs> um, common Rider, O-O-O, Reggie. At true KRO says, I get to walk my yamper nubs behind me. Of course, it's goof, which is something we didn't talk about. You get to walk with your Pokemon behind you. It's amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, that's uh, I wish that were something that had been uh, added to the whole game, but I, I, I it's fine. I'm glad I can do it at all. And I'm glad they didn't announce this because it's something that was a very nice surprise to me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. It's just something yeah. they said, and I was like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, okay, we've got one more response from, or we've got two more responses yes. uh, from Twitter. So, Cody tries to ruin the bit in the tweets at Trainmasters2 says, The diglet hunting is a pain, but I must find them all. And Cody, I feel exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find them all. <laughs> all <laughs> pain <right>. or no pain. <laughs> so, Big Mike at Big Mike 8109 has a lot to say. So, I'll try and get through this pretty quickly. I've been enjoying the DLC quite a bit. I'll give a few thoughts on it. The weakest part of it, I feel, is the story. It's just not long enough, and its really only purpose, it seems, is to explain enhancements to the base game, Max Mushrooms and, the and well, the Wild Area. Which, let's start with the Max Mushrooms. These are simply there to give the player a Gigantamax Pokemon that they might not have caught and could only Dynamax. Then again, this could have been added to Galar's base Wild Area. Following up on that is the whole Isle of the Wild Area, almost what the Wild Area could slash should have been from the start. The issue from that is what do you do with the routes? Get rid of them, I say. Imagine all of Galar as a Wild Area. Oh, Mike, we are. Mm -hmm. Town slash gyms could be scattered around the map, and then we now have that Breath of the Wild Pokemon game we thought we were getting. I didn't think we were getting that. (laughs) (laughs) Cubfu is pretty good, but I haven't used him or Urshifu, single strike, since I got them. The rival does add a bit of rudeness I miss from a rival. But I feel they weren't around long enough to be rude and have that redeemable moment. The reason, the real reason I think this DLC shines is one, the wild area-ness of it and the Pokemon they've added. Catching them gives you a Mark Charm and a sassy crown. <laughs> For someone who hasn't played since Diamond and Platinum, I welcome the addition of them and have started to shiny hunt on the aisle. 30 bucks, 15 and 15 for this pass is totally worth it if you are a fan of Pokemon and enjoyed Sword and Shield. Side note, F Sharpedo. One, agree, although I do think the Sharpedo are hilarious, but also forget them at the same time. Yes. Um, and two, I'm going to be totally honest, Mike. I wasn't sure like where this was all going to go in like your final assessment, so I'm happy to hear that you feel like it's, it's worth uh, the price of it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm, 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 glad. Happy, I'm happy to report he got a shiny star you. I just saw that. I just liked that on Twitter. (laughs) So thank you, Mike. That was super thoughtful and articulated uh, a ton of great points. So uh, we really appreciate, appreciate those thoughts. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, we, we, we have said so much, so much more, I think even than we would have expected. So we're going to wrap this sucker up. Uh, Thank you everyone for joining us along this adventure on the Isle of Armor for information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show. Be sure to find us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about or something you would like us to talk about, just let us know. Until next time, we are headed back to the Isle of Armor to find the Diglett. Goodbye. Bye. production of the Four Ride Radio Network. 
for other great shows, check out www.4riradio.com.